This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello and welcome to the Teacher Answer Podcast. My name is Sam Griffin. I am thrilled to pieces to do this show, and I will tell you why. I have two of my longtime friends here who are getting ready to retire from teaching, and they were here when I got here 28 years ago. So these people have been mentors to me, you know, and, and kind of have steered me in the right direction from time to time. So on this show, we talk about mindsets a lot of times. And the one thing, you know, when there's a mindset that I don't understand, I kind of want to know about it. So this is my attempt to learn about this and to get you to understand what it must be like um, approaching the end of your career and getting ready for retirement. Um, Joining me today is Sue Lake and Mark Still, who I work with here at the same school. Uh, welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. So we're just, I have a list of questions here that, uh, I don't know, may be easy to answer and it may not be easy to answer, but I think you guys will be fine. Um, I would pro- probably prep you a lot more if I didn't already know you. So I think you will be comfortable with these questions. First question, softball, easy to hit is, and Mark will go with you first, why teaching and how did you get into this job? Oh, my. <clears throat> it goes back to high school, really. Um, I, I'm a product of Zanesville. went to Zanesville City Schools almost all my life. My last year was at Westman's Kingdom. But besides that, I got involved with what was then the radio program out of Zanesville High School. And um, there was probably 10 or 12 of us. It was a non-credit class. Um, short, long story short, we did a short 15-minute little radio newscast that aired before the Zanesville High School football and basketball games every year mm-hmm. on WHIZ. So the bug kind of hit me back then. I kind of knew I wanted to be a DJ, um, but I didn't pursue it right away. I went out into the work field. Um, the job I had was starting to dry up, so I started thinking about going back to college again. So basically, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into broadcasting. It's what I wanted to do forever. Um, got the radio DJ job and started my career off. Um, lo and behold, this program started. I did not apply for the teaching position when it started, but a young lady I worked with did. And the next thing I know, I'm out of broadcasting and in teaching. She didn't like the job. I came in as an, I had been on the advisory committee, so I came in and applied and and I got it. But it was something I really wanted to do Um, while I was in college. I started thinking about teaching and I even pursued my counselor and asked my counselor about it. And the counselor goes, you're taking the wrong classes for education. If you want to do education, you're going to have to start over again. And I went, yeah, I don't want to do that. So it was luck how I got into education in the end. It was really just luck. Mm -hmm. And if you've listened to the show, I've talked a million times, and right here is a great example of, I I call them Hallmark cards, the whole follow your passion thing. There's a great example. You are a passionate dude. Like I've known you 
feels like my whole life, but it's been 28 years. It has. Okay. You're saying that you found it within a job that you sort of got yeah, not lucked into, but kind of like uh, it kind of was luck. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it was. It was like when my wife is. She wasn't at the time, but she's the one that kind of pushed me. She mm-hmm. goes, "You should apply for that job." I said, oh, "I don't think I qualify for that job." She goes, "No, you should. You should apply for it." So I did. Uh, never really thinking I was going to get it. No one. I knew about every. The day they they brought us in to fill out applications, I knew everybody in the room. I'd either worked with them or for them at that time, and I'm looking around the room, going, "I don't have a shot mm-hmm. getting this job." Right. Sue, what about you? How did you? Well, I'd like to start with the beginning here, and then we'll work toward the end. Uh, how did you get into teaching? Um, I was working, I graduated from college, had a degree in business and went to work for the state of Ohio. And, um, this is going to date me, but we had to go to a big uh, computer room to run all of our reports because we didn't have PCs on our desk and printers. And so when I would go to that room and run my reports, I would look at the newspaper because it was boring to just sit over there. And I saw this ad in the paper for a teacher at the Career Center in Coshocton. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of cool. So I picked up the phone and called them. And they said, cool, could you come tomorrow for an interview? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe. You know, I don't know. And so I went and um, never been in a Career Center in my life. Didn't I knew about them, but I had not visited them and um, they told me what they had in mind and I interviewed went on a tour and as I was walking to the door to go out we want to hire you you need to start a class in a week from now in Akron and I went whoa okay and I said yes and I worked there for a couple years and then um, through my uh, mentor at Coshocton when I I was going to lose my job there. I was being riffed um, from enrollment. And she was very good friends with people at the State Department. And she called someone, and there was a job opening here at um, Mideast. And the rest is history, I guess. Um, I went to college thinking that I was going to be a dental hygienist. It's my favorite story. And then I just like was like, whoa, no, this isn't me. And so I decided that I would be, um, wanted to be a special education teacher. And in, at the college where I was, you had to be an elementary education if you wanted to do special education. So I thought, nope, I don't want to do that. I switched to business. And um, always teaching was the back of my mind, but sure has been a gift um, to uh, find out that I could do it and Don't get me wrong, I had to go back and pick up all my teaching uh, credentials to do that, and it was a little bit different than regular career tech, what I had to do. And I found a couple really great mentors and professors that helped me do things because they thought it was wild that I found my job in an ad in the newspaper because at that time there weren't abundances of teaching jobs. So that was really cool, And, and I've made the transition I think pretty well from business and industry to what I do today. How long have you been here at this school? This is my 40th year and I don't tell that very often. Okay Mark how about you? (laughs) Holy smoke really you've been here that long? 
This, well, I wasn't thinking I had, but Mike came in one day and we were talking and he said, happy 40th year, <laughs> because we started the same time. And so this would be starting our 40th year, but he left. He was gone for about 11 years. And um, so, and I stayed. And I guess in my mind, I always thought, you know, you work till you're old. And I had a passion and I had my children late in life. And I just decided this was, I need, I love it. Um, my husband's favorite saying is, Sue has this really great job where she gets off at three and comes home at five. Yeah. <laughs> That's his, those are his words. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, to, got, to answer your question, it'll be 29. 29. And some change by the time I'm done. Twenty, Actually, 29.6, almost 30 years. Wow. So, <clears throat> practically 70 years of teaching experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Between us, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so fun question before we get super serious here. Will, will you guys be the first in your relationships to retire? Well, was it supposed to be that way? <laughs> I will not. My wife and I were going to retire together next or at the end of this school year. Mm -hmm. And um, she decided that she was going to go this year. So she actually got the retirement before I did. Okay. And my husband's been retired for almost 10 years. Okay. I just think, you know, that that would be, that that's a unique thing, right? When one, because my parents, both of them retired at exactly the same week, you know, basically. So, um, let's talk about the evolution of the students that's happened and and I hate to say the technology, but that's really part of it. You know, how are things get just rapid fire as just go back and forth. What, what are, what is different today than it was back when you guys started? First thing that pops in your head. How the students dress. Big deal. Okay. Yeah, that um, is. When, when I first started teaching, everybody was dressed up every day and including me. Mm -hmm. You know, I wore um, dress suits, business suits. I wore high heels. I wore hose. You know, that's who knows what that is, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, And the kids did. So that's way different. Mm -hmm. I would That comes to my mind right away. That's interesting. I, I think attitude, the student's attitude has changed a lot over the years. I think it's actually better today than it was when I started. How so? I, I, I recall in the early days there um, with the classroom management, sometimes discipline was an issue. I mean, oh, we had a lot of smokers back in those days and you were constantly going, you know, busting smokers on campus. I haven't seen a smoker forever on this campus. Right. Not, not that they're not here, but if they are, they don't seem to be doing it here. But those kinds of attitudes, I think kids are I think they're a little more positive now than they were back in the beginning, um, and they have a lot more resources at their fingertips than they did 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tech-wise, how is your life different now than it was 20 or 30 years ago? I went from analog to digital. That's a pretty big change right there, but um, where I used to have... <clears throat> 
just one editing bay in the lab, I now, each student has their own computer and that computer has the editing bay built right into it. Mm -hmm. So where kids had to wait maybe days to go into the to booth to do some editing, now we're doing it on a daily basis. Yeah, you're the digital media instructor here and uh, I can remember VHS everything, <clears throat> yep. you know, everything being put together with VHS and, and now it's all. You know, when we went, when we went non-linear, which is, is digital, uh, analog, you got, you physically have tape in your hands, but now with the digital technology and we went, um, what they call non-linear editing, that was a huge deal for my program. And that, that started with a standalone, you know, machine that cost thousands of dollars. It was a big deal for the district to lay out the money for that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing how the cost of that's all come down now. And, you know, that technology is available to everybody, not just my students, but anybody that wants it. Mm -hmm. Sue, what about you? Well, when I came here, there were um, key punch machines in the back of my lab. There were... Okay, I'm going to call time here. What's a key punch machine? Okay, a key Sorry. punch machine, What would um, a person would sit there yeah. and enter the data that was going to be fed to the computer, and it was on a card. Hmm. The card was probably... I'm going to say the card was about nine inches long, about maybe three or four inches wide. It was, And it went through the machine, and there were little holes in it, uh, binary holes, so that the... Um, computer could read it. Now, I never knew how to do that, and I never um, used that at all, but the career center I started in, it was it didn't have them because it was new, mm -hmm. but this, when I walked into this lab and I went, oh, holy crap, do I have to learn key punch? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I didn't have to learn, but that was a big deal, and of course, we had electric typewriters, but they weren't anything like um, what we eventually got like we went through and got some that were sort of computerized you mm -hmm. know like and then until we now every student has their own computer dual monitors they're set up just like they would be if they were working in an office right what was the what were the first computers you guys can remember here at our school ours were from radio shack you our got very, trs 80s trs 80s oh, was wow. our first um ones and then it just you know, we had, and we had one lab where every business student had time in that lab to learn. And, um, and then when we first started learning software, different software, I, um, went to, some people were doing something else. I can't remember what it was, but I learned WordPerfect, mm -hmm. which I loved. Mm -hmm. And then when we got Microsoft, I was like a naysayer. Oh. Like I wanted to stay with that word perfect. I loved it. I remember that. And um, now I can't imagine my life without Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And um, and now I'm the naysayer of the Google generation because <laughs> I like Microsoft. And I still believe I have to teach that because that's what kids are going to see when they go. Yeah. I mean, we've. I think what we've done here is more and more every day here at the Career Center, we become more like business and industry. Um, and our kids are leaving here with the skill and sometimes even with better equipment that mm -hmm. they work on here than when they get out into the industry. Yeah. And that to me is one of the big deals about technology, that we've been lucky that we have, um, we've taken care of our place and our money well here. 
-hmm. and we've done things that have made it so we can be prosperous and and can get students what they need to do in the in the world Mm -hmm. both your guys's labs are just spectacular stunning to see um have you guys had an epic moment in teaching do you mean epic by something that was really good? Something or? that happened. Now, it could be small. Okay. Like it, an epic moment could be something that maybe nobody even noticed that you did something for somebody. Or, or I mean, it could be you won an award or something like that. But when you look back on it, you guys are having time right now. And I don't see either one of you guys are the, the type of people... Um, that are like, oh, I only got 150 more days left or something like that. And you're ripping stuff off. And, and that 143? Kind of no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mark might know, but I don't know. But, um, like, what what is the moment that you remember the most? I don't know if it's the most, but it is something that really etched into my mind. I had a year where I had some really difficult students, and I felt that whole year like, I never taught them anything. I felt like they just weren't learning because it was just hard behavior-wise, and this was a lot of years ago, to um, get them to pay attention. And um, it was shortly after I got married, so it was was a long time ago. Um, I was at home, and my phone rings, and when I I answer it, it said, uh, I have a call from, and I'm just going to make up a name, Tammy. Uh, Tammy Smith and will you accept this call I thought what the heck and so I said yes and this girl gets on and she said hi I bet you didn't think you would hear from me of course I said no I really didn't think I would hear from you and she got married shortly after high school and her husband was in the service and they um, were stationed in Alaska Mm -hmm. and Alaska was really the big frontier at that point in time it wasn't like people went there all the time or anything and she said I just wanted to call you and tell you about this awesome job I got so she proceeds to tell me now this has been um, close to 30 years ago Mm -hmm. and she said I got this really awesome job and she starts telling me about it and she says and you'll never guess how much money I make an hour and I said what she goes $12 now that was epic it's a lot of money it was a lot of money then And then she says, none of this, none of what I'm doing, none of this could have happened without you. Oh, that's nice. And so that right there went, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the right place. And and I have thought about it a lot of times because it's a girl I would have, she was such a pain at times, very hard to teach, very hard, you know, and then I was like, whoa, you know, voila. When I walk into a hospital and a former student is a nurse mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and those are those are the shining moments. It makes everything else so worth it, so worth it. I was just talking to a teacher the other day um, about you know you you've heard a lot of people say that teaching is a thankless job, right? But the the thanks, I still I'm waiting for it, but. But I've never had a student say, Griffin, thanks for page 49 today. Like, it was amazing, life-changing stuff. I'll never be the same without. Thank you. But it happens a year later, randomly. Ten years, like, it'd be a long time later. It's 
and and it's so powerful when it happens um because it's it's always that's that's the cool thing about our job is it's not just little things you know you're not helping air someone's tire up you're talking about putting them on the track to be successful so mark what is your epic moment i don't have one i think i have many okay quite honestly and and for me it's along the same lines with a suit just described it's those moments when you run into a former student or you randomly get an email or a phone call from a former student and they start telling you about what they've been doing and how they got there and 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 then they thank you in the end for helping them get started like those are the things that just seem to show up at the right moment when you're having one of those crappy days and you just don't think you're getting through to a kid, you open up an email or you look at your voicemail and there's a call or a note from a kid and it's like, wow, you know, I needed that right now. Yeah, and and we all have like great that. success stories out there. I mean, Sue and I, we were talking about this just the other day about, you know, we have, we've been here so long and then you start thinking about all the kids that are out there and and the success stories that, that started in your program and, and now they're well on their way to doing greater things than I'll ever do in the industry. That's the cool part about teaching. I mean, you guys could sit here for an hour and talk about students that are employed all over oh the United States. Oh my gosh. States. Yeah. And gold medal winners. And yep. That was just last year, right? Two years ago. We Two didn't get to ago. go last oh, year. COVID. But yeah. Right. You know, quickly, that was a moment in my life that... Um, I had strived for. Mm-hmm. Um, I push kids and push kids and push kids to do well in contests, and they would always almost, or they would they would shine, but not shine quite to above everybody else. Right. And then these two young ladies did that, and it was amazing. It was an amazing experience for me, and I know it was an amazing experience for them. I tell students all the time, I'm, I think that I'm more excited than they are yeah. when they win. Sure. Because it's a, it's that moment in time that you aren't sure is ever going to come. You're so happy for them. Yeah, it's you like are you just so it. happy. I yep. mean, you know, because you can teach them all kinds of things, whether they are able to apply what they've been taught is a whole nother thing. And that's another thing that's really cool about what we do here because we can see it. Yep. We can right. see the product, right. and um, I don't know. I still think my high school English teacher is why I am what I am. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You know, it, I think that those kinds of things, and he knows it. I tell him all the time. You still are alive? it. Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, very nice. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. What will you guys miss the most, Mark? What do you miss the most? Mm, people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss the kids, but I'm really gonna miss the people. 30 almost 30 years i've been with people like you and 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 crow and and others sue and others on this campus that you know it's that's going to be the thing you're going to walk away from something that you've been a part of and maybe even took for granted along the way and now that's not going to be there right um what i'll ask you that in a second sue but i want to follow up with you mark like so I, I get what you're saying. And how are you going to um, stay busy during retirement? What's your big That's a really at? good question. Um, I don't know. I, I may sub. Um, I may start to do some voice work again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of up in the air, but um, I'm open to maybe even a new career. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get into that so bad. The commercial right. voiceover stuff. Like, I don't know how to do it. If, well, we'll talk. Anybody knows how to do that. I could geek out on that. That's that's awesome. Sue, what, are we, what will you miss the most? Definitely the people. Um, it's your family. Yeah. Uh, I didn't grow up here. I just had this conversation with Mark the other day. I didn't grow up here. My, my original friends are not here. Um, so the thought of not having that friend group every day is very scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this stage in your life, trying to make a new group is also scary to me. However, um, I won't ever leave these people behind because they are your lifelong friends. Right. They're the people you've worked with with forever, and and those things will be tough. Um, because I've taught so long, I won't. I don't think I'll miss kids because they already come back to you, mm-hmm. and they talk to you, and they um, celebrate their victories with you, and those kinds of things. So that part of it, I think you'll you can be fulfilled with. But I can't imagine my life not working. Right. So that's a really hard thing for me. Um, a lot of people retire. My husband, one, that just went, oh, I'm retired. And mm-hmm. he just fit right into the retirement thing and everything was great. So I'm going to look for something. I, I think that I'm pretty well versed in software. So maybe there's some things I can do with that. Um, I've talked to uh, people with uh, like goodwill and those kinds of things that want to reach out and do some uh, teaching of adults with about technology so maybe that's something I could do I don't know but I I think I'll miss the people definitely the most I feel like I've been involved in a lot of lives mm-hmm. and in return I think though that the people I'm leaving are gonna be the same way I used to feel when people left like they're gonna miss me too and so Hopefully, some of that camaraderie can continue at once you're gone. If now, okay, on on the meter from, <laughs> I'm sad to leave to to leave the career or whatever you want to call it to retire, or you can't wait to get out of this prison. <laughs> okay, so sad to happy. Where where are you guys? Hand me the keys, please. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm I'm excited, but reserved also. Yeah. Like I'm just, uh, it's a last year. I'm really just trying to enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know, and and enjoy the classes and enjoy being with the people and just kind of not cruise. I'm not cruising, but I'm I'm a little. I'm not so stressed this year, knowing it's my last year. I'm not stressing out about a lot of things that I'm letting it roll off my back instead. Mark, are you are you upset that? your whole career you have to end it with COVID-19 oh, and this man. weird you hybrid know, model we're on? It's not as bad as last year's group. I felt really bad for the, the faculty that retired last year and yeah. they got cut short clear back in March. Felt really bad for those guys. They didn't really get to see the school year through. Yeah. Um, it's a little strange doing it this way. Honestly, I think it might be easier getting out the door in the spring um, with a little less emotion. Mm-hmm. That's, that's oh, I got gotcha. you. That's kind of my goal there. Is it's because it's going to get emotional. Yeah. When May rolls around. Yeah. But um, maybe a little bit easier. I don't know. 
Well, hopefully we'll be sort of almost normal then. Maybe it's back in five days. Be my hope. Everybody here. Um, Sue, what about you? COVID-19 retirement year. I'm hoping that we don't finish it like we're starting it, that we, we finish it better, where, where I would like to see two groups of juniors get together mm-hmm. so they know each other before mm-hmm. they walk into their senior year. Right. Um, so that is one thing that I'm thinking about. Um, I don't, I want to leave here being able to say goodbye. Yes. And I think that that was one of the saddest it's things. It's so important. I, I mean, no, did I want to say goodbye to some of the people? I didn't. But I'm a big person about closure. Mm-hmm. And closure helps you get through things. And I think they walked um, out here and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's why I was so adamant about signs for right. them and all those kinds of things that made it be uh, a closure. Mm-hmm. And um, and the other thing was, I was really, when I retired, I didn't want to make it in a, this great big band of people who retired because I wanted to be able to uh, reach out to people during that whole thing. So um, I thought it was harder to retire when there were 13 of you retiring versus maybe three or four. And I don't know, I can't describe why I think that. I just feel that way. And the thing that really bothered me is, um, this is my first year ever teaching without Dave Brown. (laughs) And now I know that sounds stupid, but it's weird Mm -hmm. that that there are things that I still would like to go, hey David, Mm -hmm. and he's not there. And it's a really, strange feeling and I felt I feel the same thing about when Lisa retired because I worked with her for so long Mm -hmm. um so I'm glad I didn't go with them because I feel like I can finish different because of that and um so and there were some surprise retirees and that was hard Mm -hmm. um because you weren't planning to see them not ever see them again right uh, so I think COVID has messed up all kinds of stuff. And boy, would I like <laughs> to see people's faces just one last time. You know, yeah. like I, I really think when I walk out these doors, I'm going to tell those seniors, take off your mask because I want to see your faces yeah. when I walk out because that is hard. That is hard. Yeah. I, uh, th- I think last year really, for me, will in the end will be harder than this year. As you know, when you teach as long as we've all taught, there are groups of students that are different than other groups of students. Mm -hmm. And they stand out different than other groups of students. And I've been fortunate to have many of those classes along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if last year's is because it was close to my retirement, but that was a special group. Um, I've, they know that I've told them that more than once. Um, but that was hard last year. So I can't imagine And I didn't get to walk with them. None of us walked with our Mm -hmm. students last year, but you know, that and the fact that they did not get to compete and those kinds of things. I don't know. Last year may be harder than this year. Okay. I got two more questions. All right. Do you have any strong feelings about now? Not who? here but the type of person that replaces you 
Like if I now if I were in your shoes, I would be like mother henish on this. I'd be like, you better get someone at least better than me or whatever. So or or are you just like here are the keys? Where where are you at with that? I'm excited for whoever takes over. I used to think that I can't let this go. Mm-hmm. I I I essentially have built this program from the floor up. There was a young lady here for the for the first nine weeks, second, mm-hmm. yeah, first nine weeks, and then she bailed, and then I came in. So I kind of have built this from the floor up, so it's kind of my kid, so to speak. Right. But I'm very excited to see where this program goes. Nice. It just really excites me to know they're going to bring somebody young in. Mm-hmm. They're going to have fresh ideas. They're probably going to take the program in a little bit different direction than I had it. And I'm just really excited to see who comes along. Okay. I agree. Um, I, I hope that they hire someone that has uh, more knowledge of working out in the field than I do because it's been a lot of years since mm-hmm. I've worked in the field. I think Mark would agree with that. Yep. Um, even though we try to stay current and we're constantly talking to people who help us with that, I hope that they bring someone in. I would love it if it was one of my former students. That would just like make my day. That would be some closure. And and That'd be I cool. I think that I think that those are things I think about. In fact, I have an, a mental list of people I'm going to call and say, "Hey, I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in doing this?" Because I think that um, it, for me, it'd be the ultimate. You know. Um, and the other thing is letting go. Hmm. Um, when a few years ago when I took over teaching juniors and seniors and the enrollment was really low, um, I I went to Lisa here and we talked about what we could do to make the program better and what what could what what could get us to draw students in. And I have a real uh, recruitment strategy is weird. I'm kind of standoffish and I let my students speak for my program and so um, that was a whole new thing for the kids because they weren't used to that. Um, and so I started doing that. But I think that um, I my biggest fear was to leave the program and it was dying. And I think the program is holding its own and sometimes it's better than other times. So I, that's how I want to leave it. And that's why I feel okay mm-hmm. about retiring because I think I'm leaving it in a good spot. If, if I would have had to retire five years ago, I would have been so sad because I think the school would say, well, it's low enrollment and we're just going to let it go. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen. Right. And so those are things about how I feel. And I do have in my mind, I'm picturing the person and what I think they should do. And I've even had, con- I've had conversations with um, my supervisors about what I, where I think it should go and the kind of person I think they should hire. Not the person, but and when I say kind, I mean what their qualifications are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see us have certified um, medical assistants or uh, paralegals or someone that is going to go in there and just bang it out because they've worked and they know what they're doing. And um, I think we've been really successful in career tech here hiring our graduates. Yeah, we and, have. And um, I can remember when Robbie first started working here, he told me every day of my working at Ray Thomas, I was thinking about what I'd do if I got this job. Right. Yeah, so you have to think about that, I guess. 
All right, for this last question, we're gonna use imagination here. So imagine that all of your former students, so that would be thousands, I would, it has to be. Imagine that they're all listening to you right now and you're giving your last three minutes of class on your way out the door and you're gonna drop the mic, okay? What do you tell, what message do you send out to not only your current students, but the people that you had 29 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, whatever. So what is that message, Mark? Well, I guess thank you is going to be first. That would be the top of my list. Um, of all the programs or all the schools they could have chose to go to, they chose this school and my program. Um, that's, that's going to be the biggest thing that I think... Um, that I want to pass along. But the biggest thing I think I would say is very short and sweet and to the point. You got this. Enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this makes me semi-sad. It's <laughs> um, a tough question. It's a really tough question. Thank you is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. But um, I hope that you're all as lucky as me that I found a career that I loved every minute of every day coming to work. That's so good. That's so good. And I hope that that's how they live their life. I, yeah. I've told my students more than once over the years, you gotta love what you're doing when your feet hit the floor or your life's gonna be miserable. So choose carefully, choose wisely, and again, enjoy the journey. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts before we go here? This was a great ride. Mideast was a great ride. It's a good living. It was a good ride. Um, there were good moments. There were bad moments. There were passionate moments. There were heated moments. There was life at mm-hmm. Mideast, and I don't regret one minute of it. I think that I've been really lucky to be able to say what I felt, feel what I say, and um, apologize when I needed to. And, and still be able to face the people the next time. And um, the other thing that I feel very proud of are the people that I have helped, mm-hmm. um, meaning in the profession. Um, I can remember having arguments with Mark over, you can't do that. You can't just give them a zero. <laughs> you know, that can't happen. And um, I can remember coming into Sam to your classroom in the middle of a tragedy in your life and kids saying, is Mr. Griffin okay? Mm -hmm. And is Mr. Griffin all right? And Mr. Griffin's this great teacher. And, you know, I remember those moments in time that made working here be so awesome. And um, I can, you can be in someone's face one minute, meaning your coworker, and the next minute you're just fine. Like, it's okay. I got to relate to something here real quick before you you cut us off. You're going to remember this. This happened uh, way before the construction. Maybe 15 years ago, the debate about the hat started on campus. And for an afternoon, there was a group of us that in between things going on in our classroom, we were shooting emails back and forth on this great discussion on should kids be allowed to wear a hat in the classroom or should they be made to take them off? 
and we have some very strong opinions on this campus. Mine was one of them. Um, but I found that discussion that day absolutely amazing. Um, the points of view that people from the military versus people that weren't in the military had about boys wearing their hats indoors. And I just, that's one of those moments on this campus that I think I'll remember forever. For whatever reason, that moment just really is embedded in my head. Yeah, it you know you've heard the term work family. It, it really is a work family around here. But but uh, you know on behalf of everyone else, I we appreciate you guys being part of the backbone of this school. And if you you are, I mean that's just what you guys are, and you will be. I mean the, the legacy's huge, so you should be very proud of both of you. Thank you, both of you. Thank you. Um, That'll be it for episode 39. I hope I hope this reaches to, I mean, I don't know how to do it, but you guys can do it. You can share it with students. I hope it gets out there and I hope people listen to not only your stories, but reflect on, I mean, everybody's going to be working at some point and you need a career. And, uh, and you know, when you get toward the end of it, you should be reflecting on it which you guys shared some awesome stuff i, I loved it i loved every minute of this interview um, um thanks for coming on my show i was gonna ask to say one more thing okay mark and i are old <laughs> well we're older and um one thing i think is really important to know about the two of us is how we're we're touching technology every day and um this is the you can teach old dogs new tricks yeah and you have to have that open mind the whole time you teach that i'm not too old to do this mm -hmm. and i can do this and i'm not too old to learn and and i learn daily from other people and um and i want that to be something that everybody thinks about it's what i teach kids that you're always learning you're always doing that um Sam, I listen to your podcast and you are constantly teaching kids new things and things that they need to do. And Mark, you do the same. That's what I think that everybody needs to know about when you work as a teacher, mm -hmm. that that lifelong learning is real. Yeah, it is. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, I will spare you the begging for five-star reviews on apple podcast although you should probably do that give it to him <laughs> i think it is, i think they should i think there should be five stars five stars would be good so all right have a good one and i will talk to you soon you have been listening to teacher answers if you would like to submit a question drop me an email at teacher answers at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the anchor podcast site anchor.fm slash teacher answers. <laughs> <laughs>